This is The Roxanne Show. Get ready. It's time to rise. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of The Roxanne Show. Today's microsode is a powerful clip from episode 194 featuring my girl, Hannah Koenig. Hannah is a Forbes Coaches Council member, founder of the Leadwell Summit, and an elite level empowerment and wealth building mentor. She is an absolute badass, and you're probably going to want to go check out both episodes with Hannah uh, once you take this in because the conversations with Hannah around wealth building are absolutely refreshing. She really has a unique approach to help you heal your money wounds and that's what this particular clip is about too. Just really breaking free from these programs and limiting beliefs that really keep us so constricted and ultimately operating from a more lack-based mindset. So definitely let us know what you think when you take this in. Check out Hannah if you're not already following her on Instagram. All the links are in the show notes. Subscribe to this podcast if you have not already and enjoy the episode. One thing that I do want to ask you to tap into because I really love, I love that your backstory isn't this you had it all figured out. You come from an upbringing where the money mindset was like, you know, polished and abundant. It's like you really had, you've had to do every facet of the work that comes with, you know, money mindset and building wealth and and everything, you know, related Mm -hmm. to wealth really. And so that's, to me, those are really, those are inspiring stories because you can really speak to the process on a different level. So do you want to, share some of that. Yeah. And I appreciate that because when we think about, you know, a financial educator or someone with financial expertise, we think they're naturally good at this thing, or um, they have a degree in this thing, or they had some, someone early on who took them by the hand and showed them the ins and outs. That is not my story. Um, In fact, my experience is directly the opposite of that. Um, I grew up, I've I've been on food stamps, you know, as a child Mm -hmm. um, and as a young adult. And my modeling around money was incredibly dysfunctional. Uh, My parents fought a lot about money. We were definitely below the poverty line. Uh, My, and it it wasn't just that we didn't have money. It was, um, it was the layers of emotion and behavior and financial trauma, right? Mm -hmm. The, the, The psychological manipulation and, and fear and tension and anger that, you know, children are incredibly perceptive. Yeah. So I remember being very, and I'm the oldest of four. Mm -hmm. So I remember everything, which drives my mom crazy. (laughs) And I remember being worried and concerned, like, is everything going to be okay at a very early age? Yeah. It was tied to this thing called money. And I also remember feeling very othered in social interactions with my peers Mm. because that was not the situation of most of my peers. We lived in, in sort of a a small town, but there wasn't, you know, it's Northern Wisconsin. So there was not a homeless population, Um, but it's too cold. So the the average household income was more middle class, I would say. Yeah. And so I also remember feeling that difference and thinking, oh, money or or even wealth, right, mm-hmm. is this thing that certain people have and we are not those people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that 
really impacted me as I began to attempt to adult mm-hmm. and and manage money and figure out how to live and educate myself and pursue whatever my future was going to be and make a mark on on the world. I dropped out of college, I think, three times. <laughs> You know, and and I've made almost every, historically, almost every financial mistake a person can make. Mm. And um, I say that just sort of as an antidote to a world that exists where a lot of the messages that we receive are, you know, when you make a financial mistake, you you are bad with money, right? Not you made a mistake, but you are the mistake. And that's definitely what I did. I internalized it. And it was just this thing I was in constant fear of. You know, I've been evicted multiple times. I've had cars repossessed. I've done all of the bad money things. Um, and and this is even n- not so long ago. I would say the beginning of 2017, mm-hmm. my credit score was in the mid 400s. You it's know, incredible. I just, it, it was, when I met my partner, I actually didn't have a bank account. I was... Um, working different like yoga teaching gigs and running leadership trainings and picking up odd jobs. And I was living off cash or cashing checks mm-hmm. and it just like, you know, pile of cash under the mattress situation because I didn't trust myself yeah. not, yeah. not to overdraft or not to, to be able to manage this thing that everyone else got. And it was a source of shame. And, um, and I also didn't, you know, the, the first shift for me was really feeling empowered to earn. Mm -hmm. And that happened when I started a business and I saw it as this way out of the life trajectory Mm -hmm. that was statistically set before me based on my parents, my Mm -hmm. lack of education, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, this is, this is a different path and, and I can create. And I learned how to create money but what i didn't do was heal my relationship with money and so when i started making money a lot more money something shifted mm-hmm. as things do but i still felt scared yeah i still felt nervous i still felt terrified i still was wondering after a year of working my butt of doing nothing but working mm-hmm. where did my money go and not knowing yeah right not know, having to spend six hours going line by line through accounts to be like, oh, this is what's happening. Like taxes were, I was, I was paralyzed. Yeah. And that was the point I hit where I'm like, clearly you're capable. Mm-hmm. Clearly this is not working for you. Clearly money isn't the problem. And that was a huge wake up call for me. So that's. Uh, yeah. You know, it's yeah. so, I, there's so much relatability in my own childhood experience. And I'm, I I would be shocked if that wasn't, you know, the majority of, of, you know, a lot of people listening. I mean, truly like most, there are more people who come up from an upbringing where there's real issues around the money mindset, the emotional relationship with money that we experienced through our parents. We know, or maybe some people don't know, but you know, up until all the way up until the age of seven, we're essentially being programmed in the subconscious, right? So if any, you know, all the talks and all the things that are happening in the, in the, in the house related to money that are not, you know, um, empowered and, you know, or basically, you know, mm-hmm. lack based, um, it goes into, into our subconscious, which is so gnarly because then yeah. you're functioning not even consciously with these programs that, 
keep you in lack and limitation. So that's one aspect, right? And then you have society, you know, I feel almost as if they do it on purpose, at least over here, so that you fail, right? They're not teaching you things about how to really, you know, be financially healthy, right? I'm just kind of layering on and kind of pulling out from what it you is, shared. It is. It's financial wellness. So I love that. Right? right? This is a one facet of self-care of, of health. Yeah. Yes. And so then, so you're, you're moving with all this stuff. And then, and then on top of that, I'm going through the pyramid, watch this. Then we are groomed also to believe that our financial status is, is directly correlated with our worth. So you feel just less than when you are not functioning in a healthy state of financial well-being. This is all shit that we're carrying around and we're we're supposed to like figure it out, you know. Then comes this part where you can start feeling like you don't even have what it takes. You're not smart enough. You weren't lucky. You, you know, to be able to cultivate this, you know, like just even like like baseline level normal quotations like mm-hmm. financial health. So just kind of airing that out a bit because that's what I took, you know, pieces of of your, you know, what you just shared. And, and it's relatable in my own life, like I said, and I believe in so many others as well. And mm-hmm. here's a, a really cool thing that, you know, you said about, um, and I, I really would like to expand on this more, but you talked about how, you know, you got to this place where you start your business and you were able to bring in money, like you start you know, bringing in money, but you didn't heal things. And to me, I hear that so clearly. It's it's um, as, it's really easy to lose weight. It's actually not easy to keep it off because to keep weight yeah. off, it's a complete, you have to have a, a different behavior situation, habits, like a, a different arsenal of inner tools as well as, you know, the external happenings to be able to actually maintain you know, whatever healthy weight you lost. And, and, and I see it to be the same, you know, with, with your experience of that. So can we talk a bit about that process and what I just wanted to kind of tease out, what would you say are, you know, one to three of the attributes that really supported you to do that deeper dive work to heal and to make that ultimate like breakthrough and pivot to get you out of that? Mm -hmm. I would say, okay, Mm self-awareness, right? I've done enough work and I've done enough inner work. And I don't think you have to do a bunch of, it's not not a linear process. Mm -hmm. So you can dive into money work right now, having, not having led the Pasana retreats in Indonesia like I did. But I had done enough inner work where I had self-awareness a lot of it. So I could see my own behavioral patterns playing out. Um, Emotional safety, Mm. right? Not not only physical, but emotional safety. So I was in in a partnership and also the relationships in my my life are spaces that are, it's safe for me to make a mistake. Mm. It's safe for me to learn. It's safe for me to give and receive feedback. especially feedback that is not um, just this kind of like glowing reflection, but challenging feedback. And um, 
self-awareness. What would the third be? It's it's hard because there are a few different things. I mean, I think curiosity is really helpful. I, I'm an entrepreneur. So the way I think about things is always like, does it have to be that way? But why? Yeah. Right. I'm like, I'm constantly like that three-year-old who just learned the word why. It's so annoying. I'm it's like, so why? good. I, I love the um, why work. And and also um having having mirrors in my life or mm-hmm. or people who are um mirroring back to me. I think that's part of that mm-hmm. feedback process. Yeah. Well, let me so, ask you this. Yeah. Do you where do you f- self-worth? Mm-hmm. Self-love, self-worth lives in self-love. How does that come into the picture here in this part of your process? Yeah. Right? Because I believe oh. that you had to have been fucking feeling like, hey, sister, this ain't cool. Like, we got, we're better than this. Were they both <laughs> beyond? And I think that I know for a fact that um, self-respect mm-hmm. was a huge piece of that because it was like, I'm working. I worked. Uh, 2020, I worked. All I did was work because the lockdown happened and yeah. um, my business was thriving. And so it was just kind of the shut in. What else am I going to do? Yeah. Like watch Netflix. <laughs> so I just, I worked, I created, I worked, I served my clients. And it was like, I I respect their time because I respect my own. And clearly I'm not respecting my time in this area because I work to create um, this value, mm-hmm. right? This agreed upon value exchange of value that provides me with opportunity, that provides me with options. And I am not being an intentional steward of that, mm. which means I'm not respecting my time. So, you know, I had actually done a ton of money work in the sense of mindset and manifestation and law of attraction and all of these sort of feel good Mm -hmm. aspects of money work. And I, I chose those avenues because mainstream finance was just not welcoming Mm -hmm. and these were welcoming. And some of what that taught me was to think and feel good about things, Mm -hmm. but it also made me afraid of dealing with what was actually there on a deeper level. And it also, because I wanted to think positive thoughts to attract positive things. Right. And it also did not give me the grounded, tangible tools. Yes. Um. So I felt beyond worthy. And eventually it was like, when you really, when you feel really worthy, you will also call yourself on your own shit. Totally girl. I love it. And I was like, this is, you are better than this. This is I expect more than you, more from you because I know who the fuck you are and you're worthy of everything. Um, Why are you not showing up for yourself here? Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Please like, subscribe, and share. And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review. 